Welcome to the Doing Good Business Podcast, designed to bring out the best in you and your organization. I'm Laura Heacock, a leadership coach on a mission to create a culture where business is the true balance of head and heart. I work with leaders and companies on how to leverage my brand of kindness to gain powerful results. And I'm Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business, helping you shift conversations to identify what works and find ways to build on that success with people, planet, and profit in mind. The Doing Good Business Podcast is the place to learn about transformational leadership qualities and purpose-driven business practices that are essential to success in today's modern market. You can make the world a better place through business, and the business case for that starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Doing Good Business. Super happy to be back with you and to be here with a wonderful, another wonderful guest. Uh, while this is not going out on Earth Day, we are recording it on Earth Day, so we'll wish you a belated Earth Day, and you'll see how that will weave into our conversation. But today we have an incredible leader with us, and her name is Carrie Earl. And Carrie, welcome to Doing Good Business, and would love to get started by just letting you introduce yourself to our audience. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a big fan of your podcast, and I love what you're doing to raise awareness about business as a force for good. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks for having me. Do go on. (laughs) (laughs) So, so my name is Carrie Earl and I'm the president of Bluestone Life. We are headquartered in Vermont and we're serving customers all over the United States. And what we're doing is we're transforming life insurance as a force for good. Because what we really believe is that you can't protect your family with life insurance if you're not also protecting your community and our planet. So that's really why we're here is really transforming life insurance. So people's policies are contributing to a better world. Mm. We'll talk about the long view. Well, there you go. (laughs) I know. And so when we had met, so a little behind the scenes for all of our listeners, I used to work with Carrie's sister uh, about three or four lifetimes ago. Um, So always know that it is a small world and your connections are really a great resource. Um, But when I saw Carrie, and I saw a life insurance firm that was also a B Corp. And, and we've talked a lot about B Corps on the podcast. I messaged Kelly right away and I was like, hey, <laughs> I think we should probably talk to Carrie. And I have to be honest, Carrie, a little bit of me scratched my head and thinking it seems almost counterintuitive, the life insurance firm that is also a B Corp. So could you tell us just a little bit about your story? You know, How did you get from the traditional financial industry to Bluestone? How did you find a firm that's a B Corp? Tell us all the good stuff. Yes. Well, I mean, that that gut feeling that you had was also, um, for me, I, I honestly didn't think I was going to be able to find what I was looking for in the financial sector, or certainly not in insurance. I really thought as I was looking to make a transition, that I was going to need to work for a nonprofit. So I actually started looking, um, as many of us do mid-career here, I, I was looking for an opportunity that was more aligned with my values. And I really thought that I was going to have to go work for a nonprofit, which I was prepared to do. And then a a very good friend said to me, Carrie, there's this guy in Burlington that that has started this really cool life insurance company. Have you met him? And I said, no. And again, really cool in life insurance. Do those things go together, right? Are they oxy? Obviously, I always think of that like that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm here to tell you that they can go together. So anyway, a good friend introduced me to um, to Bluestone's 
founder and CEO, um, Nathan Irons. And we, we actually, we actually met during, during COVID, um, now almost two years ago. I, yeah, I've almost been with Bluestone now two years. And I met with, um, Nathan in, um, Stowe, Vermont, which is cl- not far from where I live. And we actually did like a three hour walk on a biking path. Wow. And, um, he told with our masks on because that was when everybody was, you know, kind of locked down. And then he just told me his vision for Bluestone and what he was doing. And I just looked at him and said, this isn't, this is incredible. You know, this is exactly what I want to do. I really want to work, um, you know, with, with business as a force for good, or I want to go over to the nonprofit world. Um, and I was working for a life insurer at the time. So, I mean, I had experience in, in marketing and branding and life insurance. And so when I met Nathan and he told me the vision for Bluestone, it was one of those serendipitous moments where I thought this, this is perfect. This is exactly um, what I'm looking for. And, you know, Bluestone is a B Corp. Bluestone is a public benefit corporation. And we're also a business member for 1% for the planet, which is also headquartered um, in Burlington, Vermont, too. So. It was like everything kind of aligned, and um, it was it was just one of those great moments where I felt like the universe was just kind of opening up in in a in a really positive way. Yeah, <laughs> and the universe is hearing what you're asking for, and it's you know again, it's so funny. You know, speaking of networks, just a few minutes ago, the universe delivered what you were looking for through your network. It sure mm-hmm. did, and you know, B Corps. Uh, actually, last month was B Corp month, and as you said, here we are on Earth Day talking, and it's Earth Month. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really I really was interested in what was going on in the B Corp community, and it was important for me to be with a B Corp or a public benefit corporation or a nonprofit. You know, kind of in my next opportunity. And the reason for that was I got really clear, and I know probably many people have had these epiphanies where, you know, we spend so much of our time working. Mm -hmm. So when our values aren't aligned with our work, we can really find ourselves in a constant state of conflict, Mm -hmm. which is, which is, as we all know, many of us have been there. It's a very unhealthy place to be. And so I got very clear that with the time that I have left on this planet, I want to do everything. Thing I can to do the most good. Hmm. And that's what the B Corp movement is about, you know, that every action that we're all taking from the food that we eat, the coffee we're drinking, to the clothes we buy, to where we bank, where we get our life insurance, and what companies we're supporting, um, that those companies are doing the most good for people and planet. Um, And that's why the B Corp movement you know, is so important to me and, and really matters to me. Mm, yeah. So Kelly and I actually met over a B Corp. So our romance mm. runs strong with a three line of B Corps. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But Carrie, you, you mentioned your values a few times. Um, and as the coach, my ears obviously perked up, you know, as the coach in this relationship. And I'd love for you to explain a little bit more, you know, what are the overlaps between your personal values, you know, how you bring those into your leadership in the company, and then the organization's values? How do all of those things coexist together? Yeah, I love this question, um, because that was something I was thinking so much about when I was, you know, looking for that next opportunity. And really, the core value between my personal leadership and, and Bluestone is the core value of authenticity. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think authenticity can exist without transparency. And I really think that's what people are looking for right now, that they're looking for companies that are being authentic and transparent about what they are doing and why. And I think maybe, you know, as we all know, COVID has been such a, um, you know, a turbulent and traumatic time for so many people. Mm -hmm. But I would say if there's a silver lining in it, I think the reflection time that many workers had as we were all going through so much personally and professionally is really getting down to those core values. And and for me, um, you know, just like the fact that um, part of our mission is protecting community and planet. Mm-hmm. Um, that that conviction of Bluestone connects to my personal beliefs about honoring, nurturing, and protecting our planet. You know, in all forms of life here, which is really appropriate on Earth Day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that but that authenticity and the transparency that I think people really want right now that they want to they want to understand when they're buying products and services. What do those companies stand for? And what's legit? Like, what is truly what is truly happening? And it's not merely greenwashing or PR. Exactly, exactly. Carrie, this is Kelly, and you uh, you have s- touched on so much that I w- I hope this could be an hour conversation almost. But this authenticity and transparency, I think it's vital um, in in the business realm because even. You, you talked about like power, uh, purpose washing, green washing. You have to be able to have a, a demonstrated business practice because we live in this really informed, connected, and transparent market now. That's what we all operate in. We can find out. And I think that it's in every business owner and corporation's best interest. Just do what you say you're going to do. <laughs> And, and be clear about it. And so this does not seem like rocket science to me. And yet I know that when we've talked about it, um, Laura and I together, me on my own, people look at you like, what are you talking about? They can't still quite wrap their heads around a company that would essentially, I guess what they think is not fix what isn't broken and embark on this journey of becoming a certified B Corp. So I want you to help maybe our listeners understand why, why would you do it, right? So let's just say best case scenario, companies out there, they've just been doing business very well. They treat everyone very well, their clients, their employees, they do no harm or as little harm as they can to the planet and they're good people. Why would they be motivated to do, to be involved in the B Corp, becoming certified, that process? Yes. I I think this is a great question because in the old days, the before times, it's like Stephen Colbert says, (laughs) right? The before times of people were just, you know, people were saying, well, you're going to do this because it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I I think the good news is now we've moved beyond it's the right thing to do. And I think where we are now is that the level of awareness about what's going on in business and how how what we're doing as businesses, as organizations, what the impacts are. And what I love about the B Corp certification is it gets very granular. Mm-hmm. 
Um, like I actually, a friend of mine who works in accounting, um, you know, when she went through the process with an accounting firm, she was like, oh my God, the accountants just thought this was incredible. They loved it, (laughs) you know, because it was so detail oriented. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I think what the why for them is if you want to have the best possible impact for your employees, for communities, for customers and for suppliers in the environment. That's what the B Corp certification looks at. And guess what? Customers are looking at that. Your customers, your customers are researching those things. One of the things that started happening for us this year that was really gratifying was we actually started getting inbound calls where people were calling us because they searched for B Corp life insurance. Yeah. How cool. <laughs> they, they searched for it. And so like, I mean, a couple customer calls I set in on, you know, cause I want to hear the why of how they got to us too. Cause you know, like all companies were doing marketing sure. and, and you want to know how people come to you. And what was really fascinating is some of the triggers were, Hey, I just transferred my money to a B Corp bank. Mm-hmm. And I did, I did that. That took quite a bit of work for me to do. And then I was talking to my husband and he said, Hey, we need life insurance too. Do you think there's a B Corp that mm-hmm. has life insurance? Boom, B Corp life right. insurance, Bluestone comes up. And so what that says to me is the why is there's a growing group of socially conscious customers estimated in the United States to be 70 million and growing. Right. Wow. 70 million people. Mm-hmm. Um, in that what, what used to be called the LOHAS segment, lifestyles of health and sustainability. And that that is growing. It's it's growing globally, but it's growing in the United States. So that means that your your customers and prospective customers are already searching for companies that are doing good. They're learning what B Corps mm-hmm. are. They're learning about sustainability. They're learning about circular economies and what that means. So the customer is there and the customer is growing. I think I, that's that's a big why. I agree with you 100% on that. And I think about companies who aren't taking a long view, not only in the way that Bluestone is doing is from this impactful way of taking a long view for what you do now should also benefit future generations, but they're, they're not taking a long view for who their customer is. This customer is evolving. And I think they're going to wake up one day very soon and like be rubbing their eyes going, Hey, wait a minute. Where did where did our customers go? Because there's like this lack of knowledge. I don't know. I'm glad we're having this conversation around how many more consumers are becoming aware of what B Corps are. I was talking about it when it wasn't even in the early stage. They were already around for 15 years. And a lot of people were looking at me like I had come down from another planet or from the future to talk to them about what this is. <laughs> and so, you know, but now you see it more in the companies that advertise and make it part of that, like Avocado Mattress. You know, they talk about being a, a B Corp right on their commercial. I think it's really important to um, in raising that awareness, but it's happening through word of mouth advertising, which is what everybody loves. And I want to give Laura another chance to jump in, but I want to ask (laughs) you one more question before I do that. So for our listeners who are on the treadmill or in the car, (laughs) safely listening, otherwise safely listening to the podcast, what were some of the business practices that you believe helped you 
earn your, help Bluestone earn their certification. So if somebody wants to kind of model something or is wondering, hey, I wonder if we would be candidates for that, what do we have to do? What do you think are some of the things that help Bluestone? Yeah, some of the things that helped us were um, probably first and foremost, it really starts with our business model because our business model actually has sustainability that's embedded into our products. And the B Corp certification recognizes companies with what they call an impact business model. And for us, that is, that is really um, you know, having an impact on the environment and community. But for other companies, depending on, you know, obviously we're a professional services firm, um, you know, for with life insurance, but for other companies, that could mean the way that you treat your workers and you could excel in that area. And I mean, we actually had good scores in the worker area too, but, you know, I always remind people that, you know, think about recruiting and what people want you to recruit for, um, what, you, what people want to be recruited to. And people, of course, want a living wage, but they also want an improved quality of life. They want reduced stress. They want companies that are embracing, you know, justice and equity Mm -hmm. and inclusivity. And those are the kinds of things that help companies. Mm -hmm. And like for us, as an example, I'm sure there may be veterans listening. Our founder is a veteran Mm -hmm. and and our founder is also of Abenaki heritage. And and like the, the B Corp certification actually gives you points for that because, again, we're looking at building more inclusive mm-hmm. and diverse workfo- workforces. So, for example, let's just say um, there's someone that's listening that is a minority um, owned business. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's we have also- many of those. We know that right. for a fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think all of those things really matter. And you really what helped us was you know, sustainability is really built into our business model. Um, But then we also scored, we also scored well, because we have ownership opportunities in our company, and we have job, we have job flexibility. And as we all know, those are things workers are looking for. So, so that's also another why is how are you recruiting people? And what are you recruiting people to? And as we all know, people want to be recruited to purpose. Mm -hmm. So true. So Carrie, yeah, I do too. And I'm just thinking, so the way that I know you is because I used to be a recruiter and your sister is, and that's how we work together. And, you know, so often you'd mentioned like greenwashing earlier. And so often the recruiting process is kind of the equivalent of that, right? It's like we sell them all of these things, but then they get in and it's just another, you know, you're micromanaged or, you know, the equity ends at a certain level of the organization. But, you know, when it comes to your leadership and even before you were in the B Corp world, um, you know, what would you share with leaders that are listening? You know, how can they better support their teams, even if they're not working in a company that is a B Corp and that's set up and that has all of these structures and systems in place? How can they really enhance their leadership no matter where they're working? Yeah, I think even if somebody is sitting there and saying, there's no way I want to go through that administrative process, um, which by the way, I think they the B Lab folks have done a great job of making the process clean and clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're really there to root you on and to help you. That it's it's a really it is a very embracing you know process. But what I would say all leaders need to be asking right now, whether they're B Corp or not, is how can you be a better business? Mm. How can you be a better business? And I think what the B Corp framework does 
is it basically gives you the areas, no matter what you're doing for a business, the areas of focus are, how can you have a positive impact for your workers, your employees? Mm-hmm. How, can, how can you have a positive impact on the communities that you're serving? How can you have a positive impact for your customers, for your suppliers in the environment? And as we all know, you can't be perfect at all of those things. But the question is, how can you be better at them? Yes. Right. How can you be better? It's okay. You know, the the CEO of 1% for the Planet, Kate Williams, is um, has been a great friend of ours at Bluestone, and we're a member of that group. And she always talks about imperfect activism. Mm-hmm. And, and that if you wait around trying to be perfect at anything, um, you're not going to be. So embrace it. And that's the way that I feel about business as a force for good. It's not that you have to be perfect. It's what can you do? What can you do better? What are the things you can do better? Um, And I think that's what I like about the B Corp assessment. And they even have on their website, which I think is great on the B Corporation website, a quick impact assessment where you can really go in and you can just look at the framework. So even if you're just thinking about it or contemplating it, you can look at that framework and say, hey, you know what? I want to get better at work we're doing in the community that we serve. I want to get better at how we are, um, you know, treating our, our employees. How can we do better? I think even just choosing one or two of those pillars and just asking yourself how you can be better. I think all leaders should be doing that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agreed. I'm as Kelly is well aware. I'm known to say um, progress, not perfection. And mm-hmm. yes. um, you know, that comes yes. from, being somebody who is a recovering perfectionist. And it also comes from, you know, years and years ago, I printed that sign out for my team and I hung it in everyone's cubicle. And I love that that's your, your feedback for other leaders, you know, pick, pick something, right? Like pick an area that you care about, whether it's the environment or whether it's equity, inclusion, belonging, you know, whatever your area is. And how can you just make a little bit of progress? Nobody's going to be perfect. You don't have to do anything perfectly, but you can make progress in some area. Exactly. I'm a big believer in that too. I agree with you 100% progress, not perfection. Mm -hmm. Well, Carrie, I have been on your website and I love it. And I found something there that I I extra love, if that's even the right way to say it. And it's this quote from your grandfather, that education is expensive, no matter how you get it. And your grandfather you have here was a Vermont dairy farmer and sage, which I love. So thinking about that, I'm curious to know what returns are you seeing as you continue to invest in your education? And this also coming from your website to be a catalyst for human progress by amplifying the power of life insurance to protect families, communities, and our planet. Yes, that that quote is a favorite one in our family. And my grandfather is definitely an inspiration to our family. And what I love about the quote and kind of how it connects to my ongoing education is that it really speaks to that learning is powerful and priceless. And that part of learning is making mistakes. Those are those imperfections we're talking about. And that that our deep transformation really comes from understanding that mistakes are actually gemstones that help Mm. us become better people. Mm. And my personal returns have been how enriching it is and what a privilege it is to meet passionate people working for positive change. 
and to really see and experience in my daily life, the power and the peace that come from being connected to purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all read about that, but it's so true when you're connected to purpose, there is such a peace to that. And the beauty is those are my personal returns, but the business returns, um, our premiums with purpose, which is the money that, that passes through our policies, um, that goes to nonprofits. We have just hit the million dollar mark and we're, wow. we're, we're a small company and we're just getting started. And in our projected business model, we really believe that in five years that we could easily have a billion in impact in five years. Oh my gosh. Wonderful. That's incredible. If you can dream it, you can do it. We, we, <laughs> we know this. So this is wonderful. That is so true. Right? Yeah, this is great. Well, I just wrote down my favorite quote of the day, which is mistakes are gemstones that help us become better people. So mic drop, Carrie Earl. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so Bluestone Life, obviously we'll link to it in the show notes, but I'm wondering if there's anything that, you know, any parting thoughts or, you know, tidbits that you'd like to leave, anything that you'd like to share that you're excited about that's coming up in the next few months, um, anything else that you just want to make sure is mentioned on today's episode, Carrie? Yeah, I think the big thing is, you know, we started out kind of making some jokes about life insurance. And I think it's true, and I like to just call it out, that there's a lot of stereotypes in the industry because it was a very predominantly white male mm-hmm. industry where guys were definitely the, the stereotype were partying on other people's dimes in Fiji and, you know, mm-hmm. on those lovely incentive trips that, you know, people and those those trips do still exist. And I think what I want to say to people who may have even experienced that or have experienced um, a life insurance sale where they felt that they were really sold something that they didn't want, that that's also what we're transforming. We're, we're a direct to consumer model. So there's no, there's no middle, there's no middle person here. Mm. You are, you're working directly with companies that are owners in the company. Mm. And so there's no commission. We are only going to um, provide you with life insurance if we believe that that is right for you. If somebody calls us and we think that they don't need life insurance, we will not sell it to them. Hmm. So it is not a it's not a sales culture. It's a relationship culture, building relationships with people who care about their family, community and planet. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to acknowledge I know those old stereotypes are out there. And that's part of what we're doing, too, is smashing those stereotypes. And this is not your grandfather or grandmother's life insurance. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's life insurance for the, for the new, for the new world and for the belief in everything that can be possible. Well, I, and that goes Thank Kelly, you. Cause I'm right. just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank <laughs> thank you. you so much for helping to redefine the free market mm-hmm. in, in a way that is so much more meaningful and uh, to give consumers choices that we've wanted for a long time. And I, I think that's a big part of what you're doing. And we applaud you for that. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you for having me. I really appreciated talking with both of you today. And I love the spirit and the ethos of your podcast. Thank oh, you. Thank you. And thank you for just, you know, every time we have the opportunity to talk to people that are doing good business, it just restores my hope in 
the world, right? You see a lot of, you know, business gets a bad rap, life insurance gets a bad rap. And so thank you, Carrie, and to the founder for just showing that it is truly possible. You know, we want all of our guests to show proof of concept for all of our listeners that you can take any industry. I don't care how, you know, what is, what's the phrase pale, male and Yale it is. (laughs) I think I stole that from Brene Brown, pale, male and Yale. And you can change it and you can do it differently and you can use any industry to do good business and carry just, it's been such a pleasure. So thank you again. Thank thank you you very much. Thank you both so much. Have a happy earth day. Happy earth day and happy May everyone. And thank you everyone for being here. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Take good care. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Doing Good Business. We hope you'll tune in regularly, leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and most importantly, tell a friend or a few. It's how we can build the critical mass to make the world a better place through business. The Doing Good Business podcast is brought to you by Laura Heacock of Laura Heacock Consulting and Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business. Learn how you can work with us at doinggoodbusiness.com slash the hosts. Let us know what you like about the podcast and what else you'd like to hear about through our online form on the contact page of doinggoodbusiness.com. We'll see you next time.